Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, welcome to the Junk Time AFL Podcast, round 10, 2019. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man... Who is furious that people are criticising Brian Taylor for misidentifying Aaliyah Aaliyah? It's Adam Rosenbach. Oh, g'day, Michael. I uh, was uh, excited for it. It was a great weekend of football. A lot of games could have gone either way. They were fun, weren't they? Yeah, they were. I tuned in uh, Friday night, and Brian, uh, Brian Taylor, he made a mistake that it, I, I think it's an easy mistake to make. And I don't, I, you know, I'm a big fan of Brian Taylor. And it's not just, I'm not just defending him because of my love for him. Because, I mean, there's. There's uh, Roaming Brian. That is possibly the greatest segment that we've ever seen. We all love BT. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's long enough. Goes without saying that we love BT. Do you think, could you do Roaming Brian before the game as well? I'd like him to do it in both rooms. Post-match, oh. so they go winner and bring that, bring that energy to the losing rooms and see what he gets. I like that, you know. On a grand final, on a grand final night. No, no, but you're talking, you go up to Dame Ramp, you go, uh, you're a bit of a fuckwit, you gave away the 50-metre penalty. Yeah. And uh, you cost the team your game. Let's have a chat. Let's, ask, have a, let's have a quirky chat. Yeah, ask those kind of questions instead of, what are you drinking? Sausage What flavour? Chocolate? Who, who's, who's that? He I didn't did see that, that one. He did that a few weeks ago. See, that's the sort of shit I like to know. I, if you can't name the player, that disappoints me. I thought BT would have been all across that. Yeah, I'm sure it went viral. You can look on the web. Can you get the best of BT, roaming BT yeah, on yeah. YouTube? <laughs> well, I think it's actually got getting its own Netflix. Netflix. Oh, I can't say it, Netflix special. So it should uh, at the end of the year, and they've compiled them all. So anyway, he uh, accidentally called Alira Lear the wrong name, and I was just annoyed that people came for him, and they really went him on Twitter and stuff. And so to get away from it, I just thought, I can't deal with it. I'm going to sit back after the game. I'm going to watch my favourite movie, Shawshank Redemption. Right? And can I just say, watching that again, how good? Uh, Tim Robbins and Majak Dor <laughs> is the two protagonists in that film. Isn't it fantastic? Majak had so much range, I didn't realise <laughs> that he was such a good fucking actor. Did you know that? He was in Driving Miss Daisy as well. Were you aware of that? He was the president, I think, in a film as well. See? Would that be right? He's done that really well. And then uh, I... Oh, he's in Batman. In the Batman, the Chris Nolan Batmans. Was he? Yeah, it's Alfred. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't have seen that because oh, I'm, I'm not a child. I don't watch fucking superhero films. Good yeah, on you, mate. Yeah, right. so that's right. That's right. And so then uh, the next day I was watching a bit of uh, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and I tell you, a young magic door, he's fucking, he's quirky, isn't he? He's got a ch- some cheeky lines. He's got, he came from, the, came from the back blocks and now he's living in, uh, in Bel-Air and um, I tell you what, he gets up to some mischief. So we get on to a special guest, Adam? We should. Are you, hang on, are you cutting down my, <laughs> my abject racism? I was just wondering where I might be going. Okay, well, you got, we got one more? Well, I was going to talk about him, how he, he transitioned so easily from a hardcore rap group in NWA and ended up in all those Friday uh, movies. Yeah, for sure. What's that, Are We There Yet? I think Are We There Yet 1 and 2, I think, as well. He's done it all, Majak. He's just got so much range, and I think we should appreciate him a little bit more. Hey, it's a... Uh, it's the darkest day in Australian sport right now. Should we it? actually explain what happened on the Friday night for those who didn't have access to the game? Uh, BT called a Lee Lee Magic Door. 
Yeah, and neither of them play... Magic Door plays for neither teams and wasn't in the state. <laughs> so, you know, he's just made he's made that honest mistake that we've all made hundreds and hundreds of times, right? Uh, North Melbourne fan Josh mm. Earl joining us once again. Welcome, Josh. G'day, g'day. How are we doing? Uh, happy, sad, Brad Scott no longer there. We, we won. We sent him out in style. He got a win. I... Look, I like Brad Scott as a coach. Do you? Yes. I do. That's interesting because a lot of the North fans that I've, uh, you know, that I know over the last so like year or so have been like, I think it's time for him to go. People are. I think off. it's time for him to go, but I do like him as a coach. Okay. I, and he, you know, he was good for the club. He kind of, you know, coached a team of players who probably weren't at a level and coached them above and beyond what people thought they were going to do. Did he embrace the shin bonus? <laughs> the shin bonus spirit. Kingy was on about that again on the weekend. Yeah. yeah. The shin bonus spirit. I get really annoyed at the shin bonus spirit. And he said. On the final match, he said he embraced he, the shin He finally embraced spirit. it. He finally embraced, finally it, embraced it on the final match. Was. But so they probably then. should have signed him for another five years. Once he's learnt what it is, he's like, oh. Now I get now it. Now I get it. I'm a fucking loser. because they gave him the boot. He just looked a little bit further and there was the shin attached to it. That's the shin bonus spirit. Well, I think the way Kingy was saying it, he embraced the shin bonus spirit at the beginning of his tenure and then he lost the shin bonus spirit. Can happen. And then he... Um, uh, embraced it for the final game ever. But according to Brad, like, how would Kingy know? Because he hasn't been around the club in his Brad Scott's entire time there. This was the other great thing of the weekend as well. Yeah, Kingy said that Brad said in the press conference, I think post game, that uh, Kingy doesn't know what's going on. He's not at the club. He asked him to come down and hand over a jumper to a first time player, and Kingy, Kingy said no. To which Kingy yes, said, defended it. It was his daughter's confirmation, and so he said, "I just can't. I miss so many family functions over the journey." This is one they finally want me at, and so I, um, I'm going to... Well, that's against the shin bonus spirit. You don't give a fuck about your family with shin bonus <laughs> spirit. You don't give a fuck about your mates. Is confirmation like a christening? Confirmation is after communion. It's when you are touched on the forehead, I think, or put your hand on the head. Oh, by, I've, got a, I've, got a fucking, I've got a kicker of a punchline for this one. Uh, and you get the Holy Spirit. Okay. It's kind of a step above when you get the bread, the communion. Yep. So you get the Holy Spirit. You do that when... You, I think I did when I was about 14 or so. So that's what... No, you go. Guess who confirmed me? Da-da-da-da-da-da. Mr. Pell. Uh-huh. George Pell. George Pell. George Pell. You're in, that's it, that explains a lot. I've been touched yeah. physically by George Pell. How long does it go for? The touching? The touching. The, the, whole, con- <laughs> yes. the whole confirmation. Well, they give a bit of holy one. Surely <laughs> Kingy could have come after. Could have done it during the week at, at training. Like... No, you're right. Yeah, no, you know, no, you're right. No, I'm, I'm right on board. He should, who cares about Kingy's daughter? It's all about the shin bonus spirit. <laughs> well, at the that's club. the thing. If he is truly a North Melbourne man, then he doesn't give a fuck about his daughter. Yeah, but <laughs> you saying that you go through the process to be confirmed and you get the Holy Spirit? Yes. Well, perhaps that's the way you get the shin bonus spirit. Bonus they spirit. need to have a, a, a like process a, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. an actual like sit down. Okay, you've been. You've, we've given you the coach. You don't just have to sign this contract. You've got to come along, yeah. and we've got Wayne Carey. Uh, he's in the that room with your wife. <laughs> Great. Well, I think it's a progression of things. He's like in religion, you do like you did. Your, I did your reconciliation first, so uh-huh. that was confession. So you go into the, you know, you go say to the priest, forgive your, you know, forgive me, Father, I've sinned. What did you say? So you're about what eight when you do that? Oh, Ten, maybe. I probably said I fought with my brother and sister, whatever. You know, <laughs> stole you, a car. You're a fucking rebel. You know, <laughs> shut a bloke. Yeah, shut a bloke in the. Smoked some meth before I came in here. A little father. bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
So maybe that's the football versions, like that's leading teams, or you're sitting in front of the group. Yes. And you, you're saying what you you know should be trying harder at. And you accept the shin bonus spirit, and if you don't get it, you go, I think this is a bit weird. And they go, sorry, you can't coach at North Melbourne. And you're like, thank fuck for that. Yeah. There might be some kind of oil involved, actually, in the um, in All right, the mate, I don't care how it's... <laughs> <laughs> so maybe there's like... The maybe that's a Gatorade. Put the thumb in the Gatorade and rub that on your forehead. Okay. I thought it was Ash, didn't it? When, when there's did Ash put... Wednesday, yeah. This is all fucking normal shit for people to do. Like, and I mean the opposite. It's yes. not. It's fucking no, I, stupid. I'm, I'm with you on that. So anyway, back to Brad back Scott. To Brad Scott. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think he was good for the club in terms of like, he, we're a battler club and he has that every single day of his life, I reckon, he feels like he's been hard done by. And he got a lot out of a pretty, not average group, but not a superstar group. Like you made two yeah. prelims in a row, which nobody thought you were going to oh, do. Two prelims, yeah. probably... <laughs> Three other finals entrances. Yeah, we had we had like a good year, a couple of years ago. But the thing what what annoyed me with him, he was so set in his ways as the game went on. Like he didn't change up his game plan. Mm-hmm. And there was one prelim, I can't remember which one it was, but we lost by all, like eighty seven points, something like that. And afterwards, he was saying that yeah, we went in with a game plan. We were going to win it or get blown out. And as you can see, we got blown out. I'm like, well, after quarter time, you realise you're getting blown out. Change it up. Yeah. So got try and make it something of a of a game. And so who do you think could be the next uh, coach down there? Because they're talking, they, you know, the... the, the um, horse is the initial one yeah, they're talking about. Yeah, that's the purest saying, you know, that would be fantastic. The horse came back. But yeah. he's just starting a kind of rebuild at Sydney. Yeah. I know he's got one more year to go on that contract. Do you reckon he would come? I, look, he was my favourite player as a kid. Okay. So, my, so I'd like him to be there. But I don't know, is he the best pe- person to take this team forward? Because we don't have a very good forward line. And John... Longmire's, you know, champion forward. He yeah. had Buddy and, like, all the three talls at Sydney. We don't have that at North. We've got Ben Brown and then it's pretty much Jack Zebel going down there. Is he a favourite son down at North? Ben He's Brown? A, no, um, John Longmire. <laughs> I haven't kind of... I don't really connect him to North anymore. Do you think he's a... Well, it, it would be one of those big homecomings, though, you know, the, the think prodigal so? son comes back. Yeah, because he did leave the system and was with Rusey for so long. So he's yeah. been at the Swan since, what, 2005? Maybe, yeah. maybe. I think he began the coach in 2011. Yes. I think. Yeah, yeah. no, that's correct. Um, also talking about, well, I, I think they mentioned Hardwick and Clarko, but they're both signed until 2022. Yeah. Yep. So we were also talking about Adam Simpson, who's another... Or maybe Adam Simpson's Another favourite, but he's yes. just won a premiership. He's not leaving. No, like, I wouldn't have mm, thought so. No. And also, he's at you know the West Coast Eagles, who are a massive club, and he's going. I'm not. I'm not going to North. Yeah. I've got a pretty cruisy, haven't I? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing really well. Yeah, I, d- I get to do a live cross on the Channel Seven News every with Basil every, Semplis. every weekend. Not everyone gets to do that. Yeah, no, it's a pretty sweet gig over there. I mean, I would like, I would like personally, Sam Mitchell to get the gig. I oh, think yeah. he would be a good coach, and also, I, I know he's very inexperienced, but it's like we can rebuild with an inexperienced coach, and we can all. All learn together. Well, that's the other thing now. They're talking about whether or not they will have to start a rebuild because, they, you know, you've got Jared Pollock in, you've got Aaron Hall in, you were kind of aiming for a finals series yeah. and then that is completely not happening. Do you do you get rid of Ben Brown for two first-round picks? No. I don't think first ra- I don't think draft picks in, in the AFL. Well, I think... <laughs> I, I don't know if you've seen Carlton of late, but uh, I think we're a pretty good example that uh, first-round draft picks really pay off. I think with them trying to copy the NBA system of, all right, have more player movement and have, you know, draft picks, yep. it doesn't work because AFL players don't get good until, like, their fourth or fifth season, unless they're absolute freaks. Yes. But then it's that thing of, like, no, you've just got to try and be a, a club that entices good players. And North have never been that club. We've had Dustin Martin, who was rumoured to be with us uh, last year. And who was it the year before? It was like, oh no. Josh Kelly. Josh Kelly, yeah. 
You've had a war chest hanging around for a long time. Yeah. Like, you can't give away the money, can you? No. Um, I think the kicker for Brad Scott earlier in this year was when he did a presentation to the board, I believe, and he kind of made them realise just how far away from a premiership they were. And oh, so, that was apparently in round five. There we go. And I think the idea was they went, well, sheesh, by the time we might win that flag, it's going to be your 14th year at the club. Yeah. So maybe it's uh, time, time to, to part move ways. On. Yeah. yeah. But it'll get, a, it'll get a payout, won't you, for next year? I think they a bit of organised. A um, no, I don't think he will for next year because he's yeah. accepted walking away. So yeah. I think he'll get the rest of the money for this year or part thereof. Okay, and then just walk away. But still, he, he was on like the saying about eight hundred a year. So yeah. he'd get at least half a mil for his pathetic efforts this year. Not bad, hey. I think the dream scenario for us is Chris Scott coming on board to coach. That would be amazing. <laughs> just yeah, yeah, that would yeah, be incredible. Brother. It would be like when Mark Wall took over from Steve Wall. So, oh, when, <laughs> so when you're changing stuff on like car parks, you just have to change Brad and not. You might not even have to change the photos. No. The team photo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's him. I was talking to someone yesterday. They didn't realise that um, Chris and Brad Scott were brothers. What? The, yeah. What? I was like, what? what are you, <laughs> what fucking, are you, fucking, are you fucking idiot? And they're like, I don't, I don't look at them. I, don't just, I just know they're coaches, but I don't, I don't like look at them. I'm like, what the fuck? You're an idiot. People get them wrong. Fuck, I hate you, dad. <laughs> <laughs> but also, they're going to be doing a full... Rev- full this is a, the... the the de rigueur thing to do now is full to go review. full review. Yeah. Where from, Adam? Where from? Conducted by Glenn Archer. Yeah, where from? Oh, from the boot stutter up. So, Glenn Archer's going to be doing that. Now, I, Hasn't I, Arch been around? Hasn't he been involved in these type of, type of things before? Well, I, I like Arch, but I don't reckon there's a lot going on upstairs with <laughs> Arch. I mean, we saw him on footy classified for that year. He was yeah. a fucking yeah. deer in a headlight for 22 weeks. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not sure he's quite the man for the job. Because usually they get like a CEO from KPMG or the head of Telstra, I think, did the Essendon one. Yeah. Ziggy Swickowski. Yeah, yeah. So they get really highfalutin businessmen who know what's going on. Yeah. I, I don't put Arch in that category. No. I never have. Arch's five-year plan is like, number one, punch the runner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then plead not guilty in Heidelberg Magistrates Court. Which is actually... Are they? Do they need to step out? But if they're going to do the review, give it to an independent and Definitely. not someone who just bleeds shin bone of spirit. Yeah, I think that's what. Well, I think most clubs. Most clubs get in trouble by just, especially Carlton, like just ex players coming yeah. in and think, oh yeah, we'll recapture the magic from the eighties. Mm. Yes, doesn't work. No, does not work. Can we put our hands up for it? I'd love to do a review down. Junk time review. It would be. Uh, it would be thorough. Do we have to do it Arden Street though? <laughs> Do we have to be there? Can we do it at Wayne Jackson Studios? Yeah, do we have to go there? Yeah, yeah. Can, you, can we do it off-site? <laughs> you know who would be putting his hand up for it? Brent Harvey. Brent Harvey still has a locker at the club. Do you know this? Really? Yeah. He uses the gym, has a locker at the club. Is when, that right? Is yeah. that because he doesn't love spending money? Because he was, he was a renowned tight-ass down at the club. Oh, was he? Yeah. But that's because he'd been there for so long. He remembered when there was no money down there. It's hard. It's like your grandparents who lived through the Depression. Yeah, like, okay. So he just rocks back up, uses the gym. I think yeah. Because he, he lives out like, he plays for Heidelberg. Heidelberg I think yeah. he lives out that way. That's a long way to drive. He's burning a lot of petrol money. <laughs> well, yeah, I think his name came up a little bit in talk of the mid-season draft. Yeah, I think he put himself, uh, well, I think he was going to put himself in the mix if any team kind of went, we'd have a look at you. Yep, okay. But, I don't know, would he be cream on the top for any team, do you think? Is he? I haven't followed his career post-North Melbourne. Has he been playing all right for Heidelberg? I'm sure he's still fighting fit. Yeah. He, I, I see him, used to see him occasionally at um, SEN, and yeah, he still looks like he could easily play. Yeah, like, you know, he'd probably be a little bit off the pace, and he's not a renowned tackler, so you're not going to get your forward. Is his energy drink sparks still going strong? Over? I would say so. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that one. <laughs> and he had the Boomer Harvey. Um, what was that? 
ball. The I net saw thing. an ad for that oh. online the other day. So it was yeah. like, a, like a little mini trampoline and you'd handball into it and you'd catch the catch. I think it was called the catch. Yeah, you oh. could handball the ball and also it was, it was great for other sports and so you can throw a cricket ball in there, throw a yep. netball or basketball, whatever. Yep. Serve your tennis ball in there. But bang. then yeah. in the ad it says... Um, Shuttlecock. It's something like it, it, it comes with great games and it's like another kid with a stop clock. And it's timing, like, you know, a minute. See how many you catch in a minute or something. It's like, fucking good game. It doesn't come with the <laughs> game. This yeah. is a game a kid will create outside, yeah. outside of that. And after a while, kids will create that game where you throw a rock into it. You'll <laughs> see how far you can bounce that back off. All right, let's move on from the Kangas. Uh, we've got a um, dirty low-dog sniper within our midst. Running around. Yeah, he had a week off last week. Gary Ablett, um, he got off twice for his head-high blocks. And this week... Now, wait a second. Weren't they... Were they high-hand high defensing techniques or something? Yeah, I thought it was his... I thought he had a head-high blocking technique. Head-high blocking technique. Yeah, that's it, yes. That, that went astray, yes. as, as most head-high blocking techniques tend to. But this week, he's he's hit uh, Anthony Miles from the Gold Coast. But the thing is, he swung a big left and missed him and then, like, punched him in the jaw. Came back with the right. Now, we're at the minute, we don't know if Chris O is going to give him anything this stage. It's probably not too far away to know if we're going to, um, if he's going to face any sanction. Well, Chris O will be pouring over the vision as we speak. This is being recorded at uh, 2 p.m. on Monday afternoon. Mm. So, Chris O's been up since probably Sunday night. He wouldn't have slept last night. Wouldn't have slept, yeah, watching the footage from all the different angles behind the goals. So uh, is there a history between these two players? Like when, when Gary no. left the club, did he... No, I didn't make that connection. No, Miles yeah. is, uh, this is his first year oh, at okay. the Suns. Yeah, he came from Richmond. So unless he said, you're a fucking dog for leaving, and he goes, yeah. how dare you? And then he goes, you weren't even here. Has yeah. it even affected you? It strikes me as one of those... Uh, at the point they made when he did the two low dog moves when he elbowed the innocent victims in their head last time yes. was that it wasn't sufficient impact. They weren't unhurt enough. I don't think Miles has really hurt a great deal, but at the same time, weren't they going to crack down on jumper punches and the like during the, at the beginning of the year? Well, didn't... This, um, is a, this is a genuine punch. Didn't Tom Hawkins go for a jumper punch last year or I the year before? I think he might have, yes. Yeah. At the crackdown? I think he might have. But that was, it's a genuine punch that didn't hurt that much, but the message that it sends, mm. that one of the greatest snipers in the history of the game, yeah. is out there... And he's willing to snipe at a moment's notice. I'm fearful for the players. <laughs> I reckon it'll draw more people to the game. Like, if you go, even if you don't uh, follow Geelong, you go, I'm just going to go because you know that Gary Ablett's going to fucking snap someone. Yeah. It's three out of four weeks. What's happening at home for Gary? Is he, is he all right? Is he. I don't know. Happy? Maybe he's got he's got the new bub. Maybe he's not sleeping very well. Yeah, he's just. You, you're, you're a parent, Josh. Yeah. Did you, like, were you snapping people? Like, just I go didn't to get sleep to your for latte? Four years. Yeah. So, yeah, this Did is. Did I ask for soy? Bang. Yeah. So I was, my temper was a lot shorter. So, yeah, maybe that's what it is. Are you, are you okay now? Like, oh, you... right now. My kid's about to turn five. So I've got, been getting some numbers in. Okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, maybe that's what it is. Gary, just not getting so needs a bit some of, good like, nine-eye. Yeah, a bit of, a bit of help. Maybe uh, separate. He's, he's rich enough. We saw his place on the Gold Coast. It was massive. So I'm assuming he's got a similar one down Geelong. He mm. needs to sleep in the East Wing. Yeah. While Mrs. Ablett and Ablett Jr. Jr., <laughs> Well, Sam Mitchell, I think, had three kids under two, I believe. And so he would go and get a hotel room the night before a game. Yeah, but I reckon that's because his wife fucking hated his guts. He's a <laughs> low-dog cunt. <laughs> and just wanted him out of the house. If hey, anything. Hey, that's anyway. my next coach you're talking about. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, mate, I would happily have him at Carlton. If because at least he's not afraid of making the hard calls. And that's what I like about him. Yeah. He's got no mates and he's not going to offend anyone. If anything, I'm, I'm just looking up who the Gold Coast play this week. Oh, no, sorry, Geelong play this week. Mm. Uh, wh- whoever is playing should be very fearful. Maybe all of them should wear helmets because one of you are going to get sniped at some <laughs> stage. Well, I don't think he's going to be playing this week. That's the thing. 
Oh, well, it depends. Yeah, if, if he gets off. What do you reckon? A week? It, it should be a week, but because it's... And uh, it can't just be like a combination of three strikes. Yeah. It's got to be taken on the individual event. Which they, which they, which they always do. do. Yeah. yeah. The MRO is very <laughs> strict. Every player <laughs> across the in board. interpretation, yes. It doesn't matter who you are, you'll face the letter of the law. What's that? Stevie Baker? Oh, 12 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> what did he do again? <laughs> I watched the other day the Greg Williams one. That's when he Punch. touched the umpire. Oh, yeah. And he just went like that because he wasn't looking at the umpire. Yeah. That's amazing. That was, what, eight weeks, nine weeks? Nine weeks. And he was looking at uh, Sean Denham. Yeah. And so he's just – the umpire's like right in his face. And he's kind of just looking at Denham yeah. and just pushing him out of the way. Like, get the fuck out yeah. of the way. Mm. Nine weeks and they went to the Supreme Court over that. Yeah. Mm. And they went, no, nah, we can't overturn that. It's, it's unbelievable, yeah. isn't it? It's crazy. Also that he was a twice Brownlow medalist. So the umpires liked him at one stage. And this time That's a good went, point, isn't it? No. He was a Brownlow medalist who didn't mind punching people in the face, though. Yeah, yeah. he's a really a real conundrum, isn't he? Yeah. He got regularly suspended. He used to gob off at the umpires wow. constantly. <laughs> so and then, bad. So he must have been that good a player that yeah. even though the umpires hated him, they yeah. went, oh, fuck, we've got to give him three. Well, it was the Reese Jones thing, wasn't there? Didn't Greg Williams, or was the yellow around, went back on specifically to punch? No, that was uh, so... Um, Reese got broke. Greg Williams broke David Reese Jones's jaw. Yeah. Reese Jones went to the boundary and the doctor was checking him out and he said, and he goes, your jaw's broken. And Reese Jones said, how long would that be if I'm out? And he goes, you'll be out for six to eight. And Reese Jones said to the doctor, <laughs> don't tell Parco. So he didn't tell him. Reese Jones went out in the second quarter, smashed Diesel in the pack and then jogged off the ground. I was like, oh, I'm going to be out for six to eight anyway. It's all right. But just the idea of jogging back on with a broken yeah. jaw and people, you're going, kick it to me, yeah. don't kick it to me, I can't do anything. Oh, yeah. Well, there was the famous Brownlow in 93 when Williams missed out by about two votes to Wanganan, I believe. Yes. And wasn't there like a 45-possession game? Yes, yeah. there was in the last round. So maybe said something to umpires back then and they were like, well, you're not the fairest in this game. You might be the best, but you're not the fairest. Indeed. Um, and I heard him talking about that on radio recently and he went through who got the 3-2-1 in that game. It was like Mel Hanna got two and all these other. And he goes, you know, and he had like uh, 19 possessions. He remembers it quite well. I love that players remember that kind of shit. Yeah. I saw a video the other day of Draymond Green from the Golden State Warriors. He knows all 35 players who were drafted before him in the NBA. No way. And can just reel them off, like, who they went to. That's cool. Yeah. It's good to be angry. Yeah. <laughs> chicken salt, Adam. Mate, it's a lifesaver. We're a big fan of chicken salt here. Do you want to take us through this story? Now, this was in South Australia? Uh, yes, of course, mate. The, yeah. home, the home of chicken salt. <laughs> so, uh, an, an order... So, Basically, what has happened is a car has come through a fish and chip shop. So a drunk driver, uh, all friends of the show, has ploughed into a fish and chip shop and a woman was putting extra chicken salt on an order and if they hadn't ordered extra chicken salt, she would have walked back to get the chips out of the the deep fryer and that's where the car ran into. And it set fire to the deep fryer, like exploded and stuff behind her. And chicken salt, once again... It saved another life. Changed life. You can see it on our Twitter feed. I think we retweeted it. A few we people did. sent it to us. You can watch the uh, Channel 7 report. What an amazing product, Adam. Well, is there nothing chicken salt can't do? Well, that's the thing. Can it heal? Well, like, if you're really crook, can can we come come in with the uh, uh, Matani, obviously, 
Come in with a thing of matani and just rub it on your wounds or whatever. Well, rub the chicken salt into the wounds. Yeah, that, that's okay. Are you salt feeling better? Wound? No, good. Chicken <laughs> salt in the wound. Absolutely. Yeah. It just clears you up. I've never been into a hospital in South Australia, but I imagine that's the first thing they do. Yeah. As soon as you're into triage, you're like, have you, have you mainlined... Uh, they hook you up oh, with a drip, yeah. Some matani. Yeah, a bit the of moist chicken salt. The rumour is when Essendon were shredding all their evidence, it was just receipts for chicken salt. I said, chicken salt's okay. It's not on the ban list. Well, that's, they didn't know that, though. That's why, the, that's why they could have... They should have used chicken salt. And it would have been good. So I found out. Thank you, ran a barbecue chicken shop. <laughs> <laughs> On the side. Should have seen size of those fucking chickens. But uh, it hasn't just been the chicken salt that's uh, saving lives or the f- uh, food stuff over in South Australia. A footy fan on the weekend at the Adelaide Oval, Crows playing West Coast Eagles, he thinks, okay, get a pie. It's footy. Why wouldn't you? He bites into it and he discovered that the pie didn't have any meat inside it. That was incredible, I found so, that. So nothing inside. It no, was a hollow shell. Just a pastry. Hollow shell, just uh, bitten into pastry. You know what? <laughs> you know what bothers me about this though. If you're such a fuckwit that you can't tell the difference between a full pie and an empty pie, and you carry that back to your seat, but you feel the you, weight of it. Do you think? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll go with you. Yeah. Yeah. He goes back to his seat. He's like, "Fucking hell, this is a lot yeah. pie. Yeah. I'm going to get into this. Just bites into it. Pastry, pastry. And then he's going, "Hang on a second. Yeah. Like you can't be that dumb." You know the weight of a full pie, don't you? Is that a refund or is that like you've actually got a really unique pie there? you got a unique story to tell. Yeah, that's that's uh, put it on eBay. Do you go back and say, can I have my $55,000 back? You go back, but you keep your You keep, your you pie. keep the pastry yeah. pie, yeah. Because you've got to get in the paper, don't you? It's a nice photo in the paper too. It is a... Yeah, and, and he wanted to rem- remain anonymous. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> because he's a fuckwit <laughs> who can't tell the difference between a full and an empty pot. Nah, because he's on a diet he doesn't... His wife doesn't <laughs> yeah. know he's something, something has gone on there, yeah. Yeah. Like, so I'll just get your name for the article, you know, we're going to get a photo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> look, I'd prefer, prefer not to. Prefer if you uh, get my name out of this. <laughs> the big wigs at 4 and 20 coming down hard. Yeah. Mate Belfers. Oh, Belfers in South Australia. Australia. Yeah. Sorry. Any good reason, sir, why you want to... <laughs> Let's just say it's Adelaide. Yeah. I may, I may have murdered 16 people. <laughs> but seriously, you've got, to, you've got to know your fucking pie weights. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I think you would notice something was up, but you don't expect it to not have meat. You didn't... I mean, you know, it shouldn't float to the ground, but... <laughs> that is yeah, true. It's not the first thing that pops into your head. No. It'd it be is. more unique if you just picked up meat with no pastry. If there was just a bag of meat in there. <laughs> That okay. would be all right, yeah. wouldn't it? Because the pastry is kind of the, the really fattening so, bit. Was it crows or port? Uh, crows. Crows. That's that's in, that's a good metaphor for them after they had their little players trip. They are a shell of their former selves. That this is, is good. That this is, is beautiful, Josh. Thanks, mate. Congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> Big run up. So we have a quick look through the ladder, Adam? Why don't we? So on top, we'll, you know, we'll get a, a views on this. So on top we have Geelong Collingwood. Yep. They're the two standouts, aren't they? I would think so. I think GWS and Richmond have been, because they round out the top four, I think they've been serviceable. But I'd say that those two are the standouts. Geelong, surprisingly so. Like, I don't think anyone before the season thought that they could be doing as well as they have. Mm-hmm. Nine and one. That's pretty good uh, this far into the and season. And Collingwood got their one game for the year out of Daniel Wells. That was good. He was... Yeah, fuck, man. kick three. Kick three, yeah. And then did and his name. He's going to have three months off now. Won't have an operation. So they're right? just going to try and get him through, and so I think the operation would have ended the season and probably being you know, that it, that's it for yeah. Dan. Uh, but they're going to try and work it through for three months and get him back for finals, where he can break down in a uh, qualifying final. Just don't play him until the grand final. That's that's probably the way to do yeah. it. If you can get a half out of him, three goals. Just put him in in the third quarter, Premiership quarter, three goals. Did, did he guys? Did he dominate at North? No, similar thing. He had so much talent, and then his body kind of just let him down. Yeah, a lot of calf injuries. Yeah, so when they signed him for three years at 
Collingwood, I was even saying that's a lot of money for ten games. Mm. That's <laughs> yeah, that's so proven to be so, hasn't it? Yeah, but you, sh- look, you should have been there when they did the review. Yeah, that colder cast. I thought GWS's win yesterday against Melbourne was massive, considering you know everyone said they couldn't play at the MCG. Mm-hmm. Inspired by Wayne Carey talking to them. Did he? Yeah, Wayne Carey went and, t- and spoke to them about how to um, you know big matches, how to win big matches. Does he have to put his shin bone of spirit aside when he's doing that? Well, like, I think it's a traitor, treacherous. Yeah. Wayne Carey, a traitor, yeah. treacherous. Yeah. Wayne, the Wayne Carey, the be, king. Never be allowed into the, the club ever again. The dark, what's he ever done wrong in his <laughs> Fuck, that's a, that's a big accusation betrayal. to my friend. A betrayal. Um, Richmond are doing surprisingly well. It, it seems like after they lost Rance, there was that bit of, uh, you know, Rance, Rewalt, Cochin. There was a bit of that period of adjustment. Mm. They didn't do that well. But then they've just gone, fuck, we're, we're still a good team. They're holding on, aren't they? And then they just need to hold on until they get those great players yeah. back. Yeah, if they can, they probably won't get Rance back, I wouldn't have thought. No. But if they can be thereabouts, uh, top four or six. And Sydney Stack. Chance. Sydney Stack is the Mate. the new, like, what can he do? golden child of the AFL. He's People like, love he's him. Like chicken salt. That he was do awesome. Anything. Yeah, that was really cool. In the pre match, if you didn't say, in the pre match, he kind of took part, I suppose, in the dance with the, the Indigenous dance. people. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it was Indigenous round this weekend. Yeah. Um, how cool are the jumpers? I thought the Brisbane Lion one looked fantastic. I thought Carlton's look really good. Sydney's is great as well. Yeah, they're my top three. They're all awesome. Yeah. Uh, and so Freo got into the eight this week, Adam. We were talking about them maybe being the ones who would jump in because mm. they displaced Port. Hawthorne was there for a moment, Adam. They were there for a moment. During the li- on the live ladder. Yeah, on the You're live excited. ladder. Did you watch the final quarter of the Freo Brisbane? Oh, well, the kick after the siren? I did not. I saw the kick, though. Yeah, it was a bit of different. It didn't quite have the thrill. By the fact you'd figured it was scores were evil, equal. <laughs> so you, you figured he was going to get a score. Yeah. It'd have to go very badly for him not to get a score. But it didn't have that come from behind victory, you know? Well, that's hit, how... Hit the post and so it's just one more extra point and you win. Well done. Congratulations. But that's how Sydney got into the uh, grand final in 96 when they beat Essendon oh, at the SCG. Totally like I kicked the point after the siren because they were tied when the siren went. Bit mm. more on, at stake at that one though. Well, I don't know. Freo, Brisbane and... <laughs> <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon, it's pretty big. I, did, I don't know who was commentating on Fox, but he was like, kicks it, calling it, going straight through, and then it hits the post. It, it did, was, yeah, it, was it did gr- curve late. Yeah, it did look like it was going. Which through. unfortunately for that, that's going to be replayed a fair bit during the end of the year when they go through the highlights of the of the year. Yeah, that's, that call is going to be on there, going ah oh, straight through. Well, if you pull out of the, the post. vision before that, <laughs> um, so you got what do you got? Five teams sitting on twenty wins. So you got Adelaide, Frio, uh, twenty points. Adelaide, Freo, Hawthorne, Port and St Kilda. So it surprisingly done well. North are only two games out of the eight. This is it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah, a couple of games might have turned around a different way. Carlton's yeah, only four games story. out of the eight. We only lost to Sydney by five last weekend. Yep. We win that. We're four. Brad's got his job. Well, yeah. I mean, that's how fickle the game is, mate. It is fickle. I mean, if you look at all the games that, you know, like, um, um, yeah, as a Hawthorne supporter, you look at all the games that the umpires, you know, cost us, we'd be 10 and zip. <laughs> we'd be 10 and zip. Fuck the umpires, It wasn't mate. for the umpires. I can see why the umpires are called wankers. Their umpiring <laughs> yesterday was fucking horrific. Oh, that's right. So your cheer squad got in trouble for starting a chant, the umpires are wanker. How can the cheer squad get in trouble? How, how I know that we've got to uh, treat umpires with respect. And they are connected to the club. They're not just fans. Like, they do have a connection to the actual club. But what do they, what do they take away from them? Is it the club get fined or is it they just I go think they might actually because they sent a police Carlton explain to Carlton. They have to go to even more games. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, you've got to go to a wait. Well, they go to every fucking game. They're already, well, they're already suffering enough. You can't fan a cheer squad because, fuck, you look at the members. It's not exactly flush, are they? <laughs> it's like, oh, we'll fine you. Oh, I've, got, I've got $3 in a yeah. fucking dolomite account. Yeah, do you want these 1980s duffel coat? 
Was it a directive from up top? For Carlton? Yeah, look, in the third quarter. No, no, quarter, they just took happens. it. No, they're very No, I think um, it goes straight from the top. I think Matt LeBlanc ordered it. You think so? <laughs> Umpire's a wanker. Well, he was being a fucking wanker. Was he? Yes. There was a game against Collingwood too, so they, they crucified us. And also you were playing drums during. You had to be reminded not to play musical instruments during a game. You're not meant to do that. Or you can do it during breaks to yes, play, but you I can't do it during so. the actual game. No, because isn't there a horn player at GWS? There might be. I noticed down at Tasmania, uh, and I don't know if it's up in um, other games as well, but there was some bongo thing going on. A bongo a, can? Not after a, no, but after a goal. Okay. Someone's whacking a drum. Oh, we need to bring back the Vuvuzela. That yeah. was such an, a lovely sound. It was popular, s- wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you, you try and say umpire's a wanker through a vuvuzela. <laughs> it's not easy. I'd like a drum kit. <laughs> so you can just build it. Like, you know, when they're coming in for goal, you do a drum roll. It's the bass. Yeah, you can just have a bit of fun with it. Uh, where are Essendon at, guys? I mean, this is, this is great. As a Carlton supporter, I love it. Yeah, I can't stand this either. Um, they lost Jake Stringer and Dylan Shield to hamstring injuries over the weekend. They lost Devin Smith for the season, which is massive. So they're kind of falling apart. Is Wusher safe? Yes. You think so? Yeah, he's, he's safe. He's only contracted till the end of next year. So they can, Essendon's a big club, they can afford to cut some losses. I think they just need some stability. That's all they need. They can't be firing another coach. I mean, I guess so. And he did, he did take them through the worst you know, season in their careers. In, yeah. in the history of Essendon. And, and that was on him too. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> that yeah, was, was entirely on him. He should have asked some questions while Hurdy was coaching. Coaching was appalling that year. But they're sitting, you know, everyone was expecting Essendon to not only make finals, but push for top four and they're not. Where, what are they sitting on? Four wins? Three four wins, wins four yeah. Wins same as uh, Western Bulldogs. So they're 12th and 13th respectively. I feel like they're not going to make finals, but I still think we should be safe. Okay. Yeah. Hey, can I talk a bit about a um a, a new recruit? Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna, we could just round out. We're going all the way down the ladder. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Melbourne. I mean, Sydney had a, a tough loss against Collingwood. Dame Rampey fucked up yet again, giving away a late fifty. But Melbourne, Simon Goodwin, he's you know still talking positively. Should he just write it off? Like you just go, mate, we're fucked this year. It's yeah, all over. To be a Melbourne supporter must be the absolute worst. Like just last year's just that. Glimmer of hope Tease. that was absolutely destroyed. And, and the, the build the, the whole way. Yeah. Like you're building, 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 all in the perfect trajectory. As they say, footy's not linear, mate. Oh, do they? They do. People <laughs> say that. What did you think about uh, Goody's um, dizzy spell the other day on Thursday? So what do you do? Do you do an impression of um, Jason Gillespie? <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. He was uh, doing a press conference and he just got a little bit lightheaded and couldn't, couldn't talk properly and then had to... Called Troy Chaplin in to finish off the. Uh, oh really? The press conference, yeah. Did and then he, someone show them where they were on the ladder? I think yeah. so. And he just went, "Oh fuck!" Showed them the contested ball. Yeah, he's felt sick. Said, "Oh fuck!" He was doing crane bulbs. He was doing bulbs. <laughs> Negs. <laughs> he's on the nangs. Nangs. <laughs> you ever done a nang? I did it. Yeah, you <laughs> have. Yeah, just a uni. You, yeah, it makes you lightheaded. My girlfriend was. She would collect those vintage kind of like um, soda bowls. Soda bowls. Yeah. And yeah. So someone brought some crane bulbs, are not we? Sucking them up and going, oh, this is making me feel very lightheaded. Uh, the I've supermarket around the corner from me, they uh, you have to like purchase them over the counter. Like you can't just grab them and yeah. buy them. They're, you know, they're special products. Yeah, sure. I got a friend I call Nangs. So we just joke about that. She's always doing Nangs, and yeah. she's not. But I found a whole bunch of Nangs in a park in Sydney last weekend. Uh huh. Yeah, I was like, ah, kid, these kids these days. Yeah, good on them. It was cheap. That's well, what I yeah. love yeah. about a Nang. You know, you go to the footy, you you got to buy. You know, a round of beers is. Fucking 35 bucks, but Nang, what's a Nang worth? Three bucks? <laughs> yeah. 
So you have a couple of nangs in between quarters. So are they tricky? To, are they tricky to get in if people are scanning you with a metal detector? Oh, Do they have a, a nang point, detector? Just take a soda stream with you. You're fine. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's just, has anyone ever been? Has anything ever been detected in those wands? Like I've got my wallet, my phone, my car keys, whatever in my pockets. Yeah, it doesn't that go off like the airport over. does. No, does it? but it's like, like what are they trying to find? Yeah, if you've got C4 explosives well, strapped yeah, to you, you're straight to through. Or what? Because it's a metal detector. You've got your radio in your pockets, you've got metal everywhere. And it's just like, yeah, wave, wave. So you know Michael still takes a uh, transistor radio to the football. Oh, you listen to it. Because it's the 1700s. It's because I can't see on the other fucking end of the ground. I want to know who's got the ball. Don't you look at the big screen? Well, yeah, but sometimes I can't see the screen. I like to be able to tell immediately who's got the ball. But do you... Not, surely you've just got the app on your phone. Or do you have a little transistor radio? I got a little radio by the fact uh, <laughs> the internet at the ground I always find is rubbish. Oh, okay, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Geez, you think with your MCC membership, they'd have like, you know, 5Gs for just yeah. for you people. Yeah, sure. With a special, you know, login. Yeah, well, Malcolm put the... <laughs> Password M- peasants. Malcolm put the MBN like in the MCG. <laughs> for, in, he put there first. Yeah. We got it first. Yeah, okay. Can I tell you about an awesome new recruit for the uh, Richmond AFLW team? Now, we don't talk a lot of AFLW on this show. No. Because... Uh, and, you know, you can criticise us, but the AFLW girls have gen- generally not fucked up. No. See, our, our kind of wheelhouse, Josh, is that we want to tell the stories about that. We don't do analysis or anything like that. We don't care about, you know, I mean, ins- we could. inside We're 50s. Very, yeah. very clever. Um, we could probably you know, do a full review of a football club, you know, you know <laughs> North Melbourne, if you're, if you're listening. <laughs> just don't want to come to the actual club. But... Um, uh, they're clean skins. Our wheelhouse is more the Fremantle player a few years ago, pulled his pants down in a kebab shop, um, saw a guy at the front was filming him, yep. walked out the front of the kebab shop, punched that bloke, yeah. as you do on a Saturday <laughs> night. What am I supposed to do? That's our stuff. Okay, yeah. That's the good stuff. That's where we operate. Sniping on the field. Michael Gary Johnson. Umbler. Yes, that's right. Yes. So was it Magic do- No. <laughs> Uh, Taylor Taylor Starr, okay, she got picked up um, just recently. Congratulations as well for the Richmond team next year. Um, uh, fun little fact about her. Um, about five years ago, uh, her and a friend uh, executed a plot to rob the Australian Defence Credit Union at the Royal Richmond Australian Air Force Military Air Base. Uh, her friend put on a balaclava, uh, armed herself with a fake pistol. So they robbed a bank, basically. She's done time, has she? No, hasn't done time. Got away with about 2500 bucks, roughly. And our friend uh, Taylor was the um, getaway driver. Whew. She was the wheel woman, man. And then they... they, they okay, so they were on an army base, okay? They were in the army. Not the place to do it, I wouldn't have thought. They were yeah, on an army base. Haven't been on army bases. They were on an army base. Yeah. They robbed the bank on the army base. Yeah. And then their house, like where they lived, was like 500 metres away. So presumably they get in the car and they go, oh, we're getting away with it. Okay, yeah. let's go home and bury yeah. the goods. And the people are just like, they're over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can see them pulling into their driveway. So she didn't get, she got a suspended sentence and her mate actually is doing time, unfortunately, still. Um, and now she's got her life back together and it's going to be in the AFLW, which is pretty sick. But um, the idea that, like, you know, I think it's applauded. Well, you know what is good about that is that when she's on the field and she says to the umpire, you fucking robbed us. Yeah. She knows. <laughs> she's not fucking around. You go, oh, actually, okay, uh, thank you, Taylor. I'll also, take it on board. Richmond for Mad Monday, designated driver. They've got someone to drive all Love the players it. back. Well, yeah. that's what I thought. If the bus ever gets stuck in traffic, <laughs> yeah. she's like, uh, I'll take care of this, boys. Yeah, I can only get it 500 metres and everyone will find it. But the idea, like to uh, rob it on a military base yeah. to go, we're going to knock over a bank. Mm. You would have thought they'd, they'd have quite good security 
not by the fact that uh, you know I'm not saying they might have super duper cameras stuff like that. Yeah. But I just get the feeling like that one of them or two of them might be familiar with how to bring down a bring yeah. down a culprit, or may have a fucking gun on them. Well, I'm going to say that uh, on the base they probably wouldn't be armed. They're not generally armed unless you're like in a war zone. But at a bank, you're probably still going to be, you know, your normal police. They're normally going to be armed. Got your wits about you. So and also, like, do they carry that much cash on? Because they, they plan to nab hundreds of thousands of dollars and fled with 2500 That's a shit day. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've aimed high. And you fucking was she a soldier? What was she, what was she doing in the army? I'm trying to work it out. She, I don't think a soldier played flute in the band. No, no I think no, she was. I think she was enlisted. I think she was a soldier. Okay. Oh, then maybe. Yeah, I'm just skimming the article now again. Anyway, uh, they. Um, oh, I know a friend also got found guilty for a, a separate plot to rob an RSL. I don't be doing that. Well, she didn't do it. It was a no. plot. Well, but to rob an RSL, that's your own yeah. people as well. Hey, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> she hates the army. That's what she did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just why don't you get out of the army? <laughs> Never thought about that. That is like, yeah, I just want to, yeah, I just want to um, uh, rob the, uh, you know, a Wounded Warriors Foundation or something. Yeah. So she could be the first soldier, though, to play AFL. Uh, oh, yeah. no. No. I'm there were a few probably back in the day. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. But, but uh, fantastic uh, that she's got her life back on her feet and the like. And, and she says football is actually, you know, giving her something to work towards and to help herself. So she can be out there on the field next year for AFLW and um, two of the players, don't, don't get fucking near her. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'd stay away from her. I, that is a very Leave good point. Leave your wallet in your car, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, she'll boost the car anyway. But you'll find her 500 metres up the road. That is a very good point that you make. There would be no modern players who would have been like ex-army. No. Uh, no, not modern day players, no. Because um, back in the day it was like, well, you are going to fight the Hun. You're yeah. like, ah, fuck, I was playing for Carlton this weekend even though I had my other job as a fucking, you know, plumber. Yeah. There were a couple, I think, who went to Vietnam. I think Graham Corns went to Vietnam. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty certain he went to Vietnam. And okay. I don't know if that was pre or post, because he played a few games for North, I believe, correctly. So, and then played for the the Tigers, which I think is Glenelg. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty certain he went to Vietnam, but there probably wouldn't be too many who did. No, I wouldn't have thought so at all. But uh, the AFL is ever-expanding, and that's what we love about it. They're opening an office in China. Whoa. The big game this weekend in China, actually. Huge game. St Kilda and uh, Port Adelaide are playing in Shanghai, which, fucking, the people of China have just... They mark it in their calendars. It was 1.5 billion people over there? Yeah. How many can they fit in the ground? Well, that's the thing. They can only get about a billion. Yeah. (laughs) So there's half a billion going, fuck, we should have ordered weeks ago. This is bad. But the AFL is opening up an office so it can help support grassroots football and the AFLW. Yeah, so they reckon if they can get money going in China, yep. they can then use that money to you know, promote the game here and the AFLW as well. So they're getting two people. They're going to have two people in the office in Shanghai. What are they going to be doing on a daily basis? Let's go through. You, you get up early. You have your dumplings for breakfast. Yeah. Oh, yum. You go into the office. Check your emails. Check your emails. Good. Do Facebook, Twitter, yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. So well, they wouldn't have. They may not have. Oh, Facebook. not Facebook. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so was that like we. Wei, Weibo or Weibo? Yeah. Weibo? Yeah. yeah. Trying to get the IT guy to get the yeah, yeah. Try to quick away. Yeah. <laughs> My and Facebook's then, not working. And then there's other stuff that you want to look at that you can't look at it because it's censored. And so they wouldn't be able to look at the AFL website either because that's propaganda yeah. of a different type. <laughs> you try to download junk time, you can't do that. Yeah, so let's say they get to about 10.30, they're frustrated, they start their job. What are they doing? Are they hitting the streets? Are they, are they calling they, up the stadium bookers and be like, 
same time next year or something? Or Oh, yeah. So they're pre-planning next year's game because mm. Port are there for a few years. Yep. But they walk in the streets with a footy hoping people come up and go, what's that? Yeah. Obviously, they, they maybe the first half of the day is them learning Chinese, Mandarin, whatever they need to yep. learn. So are they just walking around? Are they walkabout? But I've never been to China. Are they walkabout bars in China. They go on all the like Aussie all bars. The, all oh. the Aussie bars just go. All right, the game's coming. Come on, you got to go support the game. But then you're just surrounded by Aussie fuckwits. Yes. So you stand out the front of the walkabout and you go. You can go inside and watch this game if you want. There yeah. would be a few teams there. Like there, I mean, yeah. there would be a Shanghai team, wouldn't they? In the in the local league. Oh, because of the like international league. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I imagine so. But what on a daily basis, you know how they always, whenever you see vision of you know someone overseas with the footy, and they're like, yeah. oh, can you handball or bounce this? And they're like, of course I can't fucking bounce it. <laughs> yeah. It's an overball, mate. <laughs> sure. It takes us years to learn it. Well, can you show us your uh, head-high blocking technique? <laughs> <laughs> Would they be just oh. going around to schools? Is that what it is? Do you reckon they're just trying to go, let's get them, get them early, get them kicking this? The other thing is... It's two people, though. Would there be... Yeah, keep to kick one end. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> that's a lunch. I'm taking but some hangers. How much space is there in China mm. to have a kick to kick at lunchtime? Yeah, it's pretty. In Shanghai, yeah, one of the most populated towns in the world. Yeah, uh, I think second most populated, and I I think it has about three thousand five hundred people to each square kilometer or something. Is that right? So I can't remember exactly, but actually, it just weirdly a quirk. I looked up the most populated towns um, just so the other day. End to end, kick to kick would yeah. be fucking great if they all came yeah. out. You go, you got four hundred this end. If you can take a pack mark in the middle of four hundred people, then they go fucking hell. Really need some zoning there. Okay, you really got to <laughs> yeah, get yeah, yeah. back 600, your six hundred, six hundred. <laughs> there is an Australian bar in Shanghai, so maybe you could go to that. It's called Kakoda. No, it's called Kakadu. Uh, Kakadu. They serve a bit of steak. Mm-hmm. A few photos here online. A few reviews, yeah. Um, so you, you just be going there, okay? Who's who's in town? Let's you'd, be, you'd be a big name on campus, on there, wouldn't you? Yeah. You're like, hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> no, just work for the AFL, no big deal. This is a fairly small bar that stocks loads of Australian beers. It's a good place to hang out, and have a drink with friends before visiting the nearby Live House. Okay. Wait a second, what's, what's, what's a Live House, mate? <laughs> what do, so, do we know the two people? Are they? Uh, they have not announced the meet. No. Are no. they going to be Australians going over? Or are they going to? No. Go it says here two full-time people. Going to be local, local, cho- local Chinese. Yeah. Great. Going to be local dudes. Okay. So they don't need to learn English. So they're going out there. They've already got um, the Chinese government's already watching over them. So they can't. You know, they're fucking on the clock all the time. But are they going out to uh, like schools? Are they trying to promote AFLX? Like what? Are you, oh. I'm feeling a mixed message. Imagine if Ch- AFLX booms in China. Do then the AFL would have to turn <laughs> our game back into AFLX just because it would be bigger. Do they need to have good skills if they're going to be going around to people trying to tell people about the game? Do they need to be competent at AFL at some way, in some way? You would hope rules, so. I'm sorry. So they're not just going up to little kids and being like, hey, do this, and then just handballing you know, to the ground? Yeah, and then go, I, I don't know how to I do it. I don't know how to do it, but I can't yeah. teach you. Okay. <laughs> Read a book. Here you go. Sure. I'm not sure it's going to work. I mean, I, I like the idea that they're getting in there, but I think... It's not the place for it. Eastern Europe is probably more open to... Because uh, I don't think of China as a huge uh, soccer nation, is it? I think everything in China is pretty gonna, is pretty big. Yeah, I think okay. if you even tap 0.1%, you've still got a lot of people involved. Yeah, for True. sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, you think about it. Like my, a, a friend of mine, he um, deals in business and meets the, a bunch of Chinese billionaires. And he's like, there's so much money, he says. Yeah. But it's like... Hey, what do you do? And you think they're going to say, oh, I created like this app or whatever and, yeah. you know, this technology or thing. 
or you know some innovation is like oh, I own a shampoo company it's like well billion point three people need shampoo yeah, they you do. know one dude's like yeah I own a, a few can factories it's like well they own cans yeah I think the market is India because they've got that booming middle class. Yep. And India has a sport that's really popular in India, which is just pretty much like... Is that the Kabaddi one? Is it the British Bulldogs? It's just pretty much yeah. tackling. Okay. So they've already got the tackling down. That's true. That's an innovation, yeah. Okay. Like it. Get, get, in, get in India. House. Kevin Sheedy wanted to go to India a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, I know Essendon players have been across. I know Dyson Heppel and Zaharakis and a few yeah. of the boys went to India, so perhaps that is the untapped. That's that's the market we're missing. I'm always right with Kevin Sheedy going to LA and just going on the beaches and just trying to recruit the guys at the gyms on the beaches. He says, oh, you look at the size of Ma. That'd be beautiful playing back flank. Yeah. He's writing that one off. <laughs> Should we do some footballers in real life? Let's do it. Uh, from Evan, I work as a party host at a sports centre. And the other day, I hosted Troy Chaplin's son's birthday party. He was a top bloke and helped run the basketball game. Good stuff, Troy. Um, we got a text uh, tweet during the week, actually. A couple of junk timers had spotted JGD at the game in Tasmania. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't find their names now, but it's, it happened. Here we go. From Stuart. There we go. Pick a stew. With the little JJD right in the middle there. So hang on, that was the North Melbourne Sydney game, was it? Uh, or was it the or was it the Hawthorne Port Adelaide game? I'm going to presume it was the Hawthorne. Uh, one dude's wearing a Hawthorne scarf, so I'm going to say it was the um. Okay, at the University of Tasmania uh, in Lonnie. At Aurora, is that Aurora? Yes, yes. it yeah. is. Yeah. So another one Look here. He doesn't even care about the home ground. <laughs> mate. Does, well, it's had like 15 different names in the time. He yeah. writes Tasmania. Have off. you been down there? I have not. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah. It's my eternal that's shame. My uni. Uh, from Diego, I'm. This is sent in real time at 10 a.m. on Saturday morning. I'm standing hungover in the bright sunshine at my son's Oz kick right now, watching Hawthorne and Richmond legend Mark Graham coaching the kids. Tough and uncompromising, he has so far taken out two boys with kicks to the face <laughs> during chestnut practice. You kids aren't ready for kicks, so I'll handball it to you instead, he said to the group, as two of their comrades writhe on the ground, clutching their faces and howling in agony. Look the coach in the eye when he's talking, he's ordering now, like a full metal jacket drill sergeant who's getting results, though. The kids are staying in line. He looks super fit. Uh, still two, by the way. Good little detail right there. I like that one. And I think drilling the ball at kids' faces is the way to go because you learn very quickly. You get your thumbs behind it. Otherwise. And you practice your head-high yeah. blocking technique. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're going to hit the road. Thank you so much, Josh, for coming along. Thanks for having me. Good luck with the Kangas, mate. Cheers. Yeah, it one one game last week. We're going to be we're going to be fine for the rest of the season. Plug your pod while you're here. Uh, my podcast is called Don't You Know Who I Am. Uh, both of you guys have been on it. Uh, it comes out every single Thursday. Uh, four comedians every week. It's a quiz all about their lives. It's really good. Wow, that's a lot of comedians. Yeah, a lot. Wrang- <laughs> wrangling fucking cats, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are Junktime Apple Pod at Gmail. We're Junktime Apple Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and the Gram. That's right. You're going to hit the road. Go. Go blues.
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.